The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Actually, I, I think your ticket out was actually a ticket. <laughs> I believe it was a an airline ticket. Well, welcome back, Jalen hey, Nye. And how are you? I'm very well. Yourself? Uh, good. Hey, Chadville. It's great to be back in the big old uh, chair over here. Tell me the truth. Are you somewhat relieved to find out the show still exists? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks is a long time to let the mice uh, run the yeah, asylum. Well, you know what, though? <laughs> uh, I had great confidence good. in you and uh, in that of Mr. Uh, Brad. Whisker. Whisker, yeah. producer Brad. So I wasn't worried about it. I was I was sitting on a beach in Puerto Vallarta thinking, eh. <laughs> did, you, did you check in at all? No. Good for you. Not from down there. Yeah. Uh, when we oh. came back. <laughs> when we came back in, I popped in a couple times, but not very long. I t- really try to, I really try to turn off work mm-hmm. when I'm not at, on ho- well, I'm, when I'm on holiday. Sure. Yeah. So that's, so that's what I did. It was good. Well, it was fine. And Brad did a, what do they call it? A yeoman's job? Is yeah. that? Is that? I think that, that it's a compliment, okay. I believe. He did a yeoman's job. He did fabulous. He booked the show or produced the show and then right. sat in uh, for most of the show. Uh, so, yeah, it was perfect. Awesome. And you had some uh, nice weather here. And I came back. It was crazy. Well, nice yes and no. Uh, here. Local festivals. Uh, anybody who organizes an outdoor festival lives in fear of what happened mm. over last weekend. Of course, you were back by then. The rain canceled a couple of things. There was the, uh, was it the oh, riverboat? Oh, this past, yeah, this past yeah. weekend? Well, oh, I consider yeah. you still on vacation yeah, for yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The we Epcor were... Riverfest uh, had to cancel their Sunday events. You know, which was funny, because, well, I know the water was high and that sort of stuff, but when we did the sourdough, we were on the river, in the water. I know, we I thought about you. The, we hit under the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> it rained during that? Oh my gosh, yeah. We, oh. we uh, tied up underneath the James McDonald Bridge. Well, we waded it out. I think those two are slightly different. I think, uh, and you can correct me because I know you're the uh, admiral. Uh, the sourdough is more about... Don't you forget it. An, ad- an adventurous time on the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, whereas... Um, the river fest is more about getting people mm-hmm. to come down and enjoy the mm-hmm. river, and you can't really enjoy it in torrential downpours. No. So heritage days while you were gone, um, as uh, as well as a folk fest, both experiencing less than well, that normal dark, numbers. That smoke was uh, yeah. it was unreal. So when we're flying back in from Calgary, so we flew from. PV to Calgary, Calgary, uh, back to Edmonton last Tuesday night. And as we're taking off or coming in, I can't remember, but I remember Coach looking at me and saying, what is that smell on this plane? Mm-hmm. And there was a number of people that were quite concerned that something was on fire oh, on really? the plane, but it was just going through the layer yeah. of the atmosphere of all the uh, all the smoke in the it air. It was so That's thick. Right. It was unreal. I think it was Friday night. I want to say it could have been Thursday, but I think it was Friday. Walked outside, Brad and mm-hmm. I on a break, and we just stopped and went, "What?" Yeah, the? you didn't have to light up smoke. No, it was so <laughs> thick out there; it had really rolled in. It's interesting, though. Uh, something you missed as well, and apparently I'm uh, a component of this. Um, 
is the uh, pinata beating that took place uh, of the city. That's how Don Iverson, Mayor Don Iverson, described it over telling Heritage Festival that they were evicted uh, from their barn, their storage facility at Heritage Park. Well, there was that one, and then there was the memorial bench. Oh, another one that we uh, oh my we covered. gosh. That was crazy. I'm reading that going, come on, who was left in charge of the kids? I, I, I know, exactly. And the funny thing is, you know, and they're both corrected now, right? So I should probably say no more, but I will say this. that, And I get it. Like Don Iverson, Mayor Iverson, and the councillors come back. They discover that these two boneheaded decisions have been made to, to boot the beloved Heritage Festival out of their barn and to rip with, you know, pry memorial plaques off of park benches. And they corrected them as soon as they saw them. But, and it's corrected, so that's great. But, but in, hind- right, in, in hindsight, place. we should take a look at administration and make sure that events like that don't happen again. Somebody made the decision. $500 to replace those. Oh, just ridiculous. I love the memorial benches that are placed around sure. the community. Uh, the Tuliger off-leash park, that sort of stuff when you go up and you see. Uh, I, I love that idea. Mm-hmm. You know, people who've spent lots of times with their... And wherever it is, I love reading those memorial plaques yeah, and, and trying to figure out, you know, what was their story? Who are they about? And, you know, sharing in a, in a special spot. For, uh, for someone that I don't know, you know, for Eve, but um, I, I just, I, I love that. But do, do you know gosh. what I would do now? If I were to purchase one of those memorial plaques, and I, I, I don't know that, you know, who I would have to lose for me to throw down whatever it's going to cost now, because the price is going to go up moving forward, right? Um, I would probably put a website address on there or something like that. So the people like you who sat down would go, well, I wonder what they were about. Well, there's the website oh, address. That's a, neat, that's a neat idea. Yeah. A profile on Facebook, something where you could get more information, right? <laughs> Your password. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably do a link to the comedy festival. Tickets on sale. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We've already, we've been on the air for all of a few minutes and already getting requests for this. Yeah! <laughs> well, I, I saw you on Friday night, you and Coach. Mm-hmm. You met me after work, which was nice. It was nice to sort of catch up uh, outside of uh, office hours. And I mentioned that we had a new component to the show. So <laughs> that's it. So the, the way it's used, Jalen, just so you know. Okay. Is it, now, you're familiar, of course, with how it's used on uh, CSI Miami, right? Uh, what's his name? Horatio it's Kane. Kind of like one of those da-da-da moments. Right. Like, you know, he starts the show and says, we've got a... You know, whatever. We've got a crime scene that's sinking and then pulls his glasses off, right? So when one of us makes a statement like that or a guest makes a statement or Halsey makes a statement, he's particularly funny, um, you hit the music and we do it, say, three times in the afternoon. So okay. it's you have to sort of selectively pick when you're going to do it. Mm. So it's like this. We don't pick the music. The music picks us. All right, that's twice. We got one left. Well, the first one was a tester. Can I tell you? Can I tell you? We, we, we talk about... You can about, tell me anything um, you want. A little bit of a scary story from Puerto Vallarta. Oh. Well, tell me. Um, so this was the... Uh, we landed there Tuesday, and I think... A, a lot of folks thought we were crazy going to Puerto Vallarta in August because it's smoking hot and um, lots of humidity. Anyway, we didn't care. There's oceans, there's pools. And then when we got there... We well, said, there's an ocean. Well, there's an ocean yeah. and lots of pools. Um, 
And when we got there, we got one of those swim out pools off of our room, nice. which we have we've, fallen we've in love with. We've thought about it. Yeah, we've actually we've we've done it a couple times now, and we've really quite liked it. So uh, Tuesday night had a great time. Wednesday night, you know, no problem at all. Thursday night, this is all great. Um, we come back from the little lobby bar. We sit down. We put our bathing suits on. We have a little quiet drink in our pool, which is all extended, you know, in front mm-hmm. of like there's six other. You're rooms. sharing water, right? We're with sharing the other, okay. water with about six other rooms, and. Next Next thing you know, we look up. We look up four stories up, and we can see legs dangling over the balcony. And uh, we're like, hey, buddies, that's really not a good idea. Well, you grab your camera first. (laughs) Then you tell them it's a bad idea. Hey, buddies, it's not a good idea. But should you proceed with it, it's going viral. And then someone else says, hey, you know what? We should jump down into the water. And that's when Coach is like, hey, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) It went from hey, buddies to hey, buddy. Don't think about it. You want to be doing that. That's, you know, bad news. There's concrete barriers and stuff in here. And you're going to hurt yourself. And you can see security starting to run. Yeah. So security is starting to run. Someone is called. There's this party going on upstairs. Adults only resort. Mm. But I think these were like 18, 19-year-old kids, yeah. whatever. Then they flick their cigarette butt. Oh, that's, cool. that's ignorant. Okay, number one. Yeah, that's totally ignorant. Number two, they spit into the pool. Also ignorant, although worse things have gotten into those pools, well, but still let's ignorant. Be real. Yep, yep, yeah, no, no, it's not their pool. It probably happens all the time. It's just you're actually witnessing it, and mm-hmm. you've paid to be hanging out in this pool. Yeah, it's not a big ashtray. So anyway, they uh, the security guys come over, kind of shut it all down, whatever. We crawl into bed. It's 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. Early for you. Yeah, it Did was. Did you have an early morning? <laughs> <laughs> Did you book an excursion? Why? Okay. <laughs> it was early. <laughs> and next thing you know, on uh, we can hear this. On our door, Jim pops up out of bed. <gasps> What's that? And then we hear... Wow. On our pool, on our on our glass doors. Sound that effects and everything. Okay. Or on, uh, on the pool side. Yeah. Like, look out. And uh, Coach gets up. you got to remember... My my husband's butt naked at this point, <laughs> running around mm. in the blackout yeah. curtains are all there. <laughs> He's trying to find his way to the windows, trying hey, to find his time, way to the windows. Give me a second with that. So just, okay, yeah, I got it. Picture that. Yeah. Picture that. And he's like, Jen, and I'm like, what? Somebody's trying to get into our room. <laughs> Like, what do you mean someone's trying to get into our room? He's like, find the lights. Find the lights. <laughs> so switch on the lights, and then we pull back the curtains, and it's the guy in the uh, in in the room next door, just hammered blasted out of his mind somehow counted wrong some well you're not sure somehow has managed to navigate the little area between his porch or patio and our patio and in between there's a big palm tree somehow and this is a big man Mm -hmm. when i say big man this guy's probably 400 pounds wow and he shimmied his way through the palm tree over to our deck pounding on the doors and we realized at that moment the lock hadn't locked mm. completely. Ground floor and you Ground didn't have floor. Oh, come on. You're better than that. I I know I'm better than that, but it didn't uh, didn't quite but you know what was holding it together? That really strong chain that keeps <laughs> oh, no. them Yeah, that that was it. So at this point Jim's like Call security, call security again. Buddy has got his hands wow. in between the doors trying to crank it open, crank it open. And Jim's like, stop it. This isn't your place. Go back to your room. Go back to your room. And he looks at me and says, Jenny says, I'm going to punch him in the face. I said, you cannot go to a Mexican jail. Do not hit him. Sounds like a very restful <laughs> vacation. I said, do not hit him. So finally, I'm on the phone to security. I'm like, 
Ah! There's some guy trying to get into our room. Our next door neighbor is prying the door open, pounding the walls to try and get into our room. So they show up, run, run, run. Big drunk guy kind of somehow uh, flips through the um, palm tree again. Oh, okay. Oh, but so before, he retreated. No, but before he leaves, Jim finally makes eye contact with him and says, Hey, buddy, this isn't your room. This isn't your room. And as he does that, he turns around, drops trow, and Jim's like, You're not going to. In the pool? No, all over our patio. What? He peed all over our he patio. He actually did? He actually did. He peed all over our patio and then made his way back through the palm tree. That's outrageous. So let me ask you this. In the morning, mm. did he come by and apologize? No. Did you see him again? Many, many times. Did you say anything to him? No. I would have. So here's the thing. You need me along for these sort here's of things. Here's the thing. That night, we kind of, we talked security. Security came into our room and they said, you know, we can't control the behavior of our customers. I'm like, well, you kind of can by cutting them off at the bar sooner or later or, you know, following up on that non-no drug policy that we all had to sign because there was just weed smelling all the time whatever he's like oh hmm. well you know his wife would like to apologize to you there you go i like his wife why would his wife want to apologize <laughs> for to for marrying him he's the one. oh and by the way <laughs> oh, they dear. were on their honeymoon yeah of course they were they had just gotten married they had just gotten married so he was obviously anxious to get in the bedroom <laughs> in someone's bedroom <laughs> wow Wow. Anyway, so um, this is ongoing. Hmm. This continues as far as communications, as far as oh, really? What may happen or well, not. what is it you expect, honestly? Can I ask from the because um, they're right; they can't really control the behavior of their well, guests. Well, but you can if if it's too much booze, and that if you if everyone is signed a non drug uh, no drug policy, mm -hmm. and we all did going into the into this hotel, then there's some that should be followed up. In the end, um, it was booked through. Um, um, WestJet Vacations, they've asked us to just let us know oh, in a full document, you know, kind of what happened, what... Um, and, and again, at this point, do I expect anything? We did change rooms. We said to the guys, we want to change rooms. We don't want to be next door to this guy again. And but were we, they able to get you another swim out? Yeah, right oh, okay. down at the other end. All but right. they were just down there and we were up here. But yeah, we saw them the whole time. But it was uh, some tense, exciting moments there for, I don't know, five... You have, to sort of, uh, sure, you, you have to sort of balance the inconvenience against having a great story, though. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, in what, the end, you were in Mexico. What I mean, would you have life's done? pretty what, good. What would you have expected? From him? Yeah. Or no, from him, from the hotel, anything like that. Honestly, maybe a basket of an apology from the general manager, possibly a... You know, some service like the spa will help you relax with yeah. maybe a couple of spa packages, was, something like that. There was nothing, no apologies from the Canadian general manager, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. um, they offered up a hydrotherapy session. I'm like, that already comes in my package. Eventually mm -hmm. turned around and said, well, here's a massage. But at no time, you know, and then we had to be out of our room for the better part of a day while they move things over. But yeah, anyway, know. it was uh, lock, make sure you lock those well, doors. ground floor kids, particularly. Especially on, on ground floors. And See, it's a, it was a weird lock. Yeah, yeah. Typically, those uh, si those things that you sign, like no drug policy, yeah. uh, alcohol, whatever, whatever, those are all designed, no smoking on the balcony, yeah. for example, which many do, The uh, they're all designed to give them recourse should a guest mm -hmm. really bother another guest. But otherwise, they don't really get in the way. I mean, they, the staff walks by and sees that you're yeah. smoking. They smell marijuana. They know yeah. you're drunk in the bar. So they know all that stuff happens. But as long as you don't impact somebody else's vacation, yeah. they let it go, right? Well, so this does cross the line, yeah. for sure. So anyway, we'll, we'll hmm. see... We'll see what happens. Having said that, though, um, loved, um, you know, that 
incident notwithstanding, really did love the spot. You had stayed in the the family side of it yeah. a couple of years back. It's well, a really nice and that's spot. the advantage, right? Yeah. Is that you don't have the wild parties all night long. You are the problem. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to anyone else you know, around. Remarkably, you. we weren't this time. <laughs> it's amazing. Hmm. We're trying to do a crime scene. Uh, Recreation to see how he would have ended up at your doors, eh? Yeah! Not bad premature, I think. I don't want to judge. No. Yeah, exactly. You said crime scenes, so I'd say it. Okay. Hey, speaking of crime scenes, what about <sighs> that story over the weekend about the plane that was taken from the SeaTac airport? That's incredible. That was, and when you read about... Um Apparently, for people who have the ID and the credentials, actually how easy it is. Now, the question is, learning how to fly a plane as well as this guy had. Yeah, they suspect that perhaps he had learned to do it uh, on a simulator. And and it could be as easy as a game, Like depending on how much you want to spend on the game, how complicated you want it to be. This guy was an employee, a long-term employee of the airport. He's a ground crew guy. And apparently, according to other ground crew members, it's not that hard to steal a plane. If you've got all the identification that you need, accreditation, the planes are readily accessible to you. I, I, is that true of every airport? And it says a clearance from air traffic control to start the plane's engines is not required, re- Required, nor is there a necessity, a necessity to have assistance from ground crew if the airplane is parked away from the gate and doesn't require a pushback. An assumption would be made that either a flight crew or two mechanics were in the cockpit. Wow. So, found a clear path to taxi onto one of the runways. They said, really, the only risk was a collision with another aircraft um, that was, you know, following safety protocols. Um, Now, did you listen to the communication uh, between the tower and him? You know what? I I, I wanted to, but then I I, I stopped myself. I I listened because, yeah, and I was afraid for the same reasons you you just mentioned, that what's this going to sound like? I'll tell you what it sounds like. A guy having a great day. It, it's not him being suicidal. It's not him, uh, you know, telling the world what his problems are. It's him laughing about getting the plane up. It's him talking about um, whether or not he should land. It's the air traffic controller trying to talk him into landing with the pilot's assistance uh, that will help you land. And they cleared an airfield uh, a runway for him, not at SeaTac, so it would be away from other planes and But it and looked people. like that he then deliberately crashed it. They're not 100% sure because it looks like he would have been low on fuel, first of all. Secondly, he was doing some maneuvers that a, an experienced pilot would not attempt in that particular aircraft or that age of aircraft. He was in a great mood. It sounded like... I, I, it's hard to describe. Sounded like just a couple of guys, you know, talking who were friends. There was no desperation. He, of course, died. Right? I mean, he he nosedived into uh, into a forested area near Puget Sound. But the, yeah, I listened to it and I wondered what I was going to hear. And I don't really like those kind of tapes because mm-hmm. they t- typically mm-hmm. haunt you. But this didn't. It was uh, him saying, "Hey, what do you think? Should I try and land it? What do you guys think?" And you know, the only serious part of it was basically him saying, look, a lot of people who know me are going to be disappointed I did this, but what the what the heck? It turns out I have problems, right? And that's as close as he gets to saying so that there's a problem. it turns out he has problems, yeah. Yeah, who knew, he says. I, I had problems, who knew? But then he starts joking about, hey, do you think, he's asking the pilot, do you think I can do a loop-de-loop in this plane? Do you think it's capable of that? Like, like he's taunting the people on the ground. 
And they're just really, I got to give my hat off to, they're trying to keep it really collective. He asks at one point, hey, do you think Alaska Airlines will give me a a job if I'm able to land this? And the air traffic controller says, I think you could work anywhere you wanted if you were able to land it. Like they keep trying to encourage him to to bring it down. They, They offer at one point to give him instructions on how to ditch it. In the, in the water, which, again, would be for the safety of those around and not necessarily him. Yeah. And it's like he's not buying it. it to me, it, it, you know, it felt like he knew how this was going to, end. going to end, and he was happy to have it end that way. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.